Ladies and gentlemen, I got a quick one for you tonight. It's your buddy Gavin. We're going to do like a 10 minutes or less hot takes edition of the filibuster freestyle. We're going to do a little Westworld HBO episode 6, 10 minutes or less hot takes. Trying something new this week. Andrew Patterson will be back next week to talk about episode 6 as well as episode 7. But a couple things happened last night I want to get into. But before we do that, i got to go to voice actor Keith Norton. And we got to talk about a couple of our unofficial sponsors of the week. We know it's scary to admit your feelings. And maybe it's a case of unrequited love. But we know in our hearts we'd be nothing without you. Here's a little love for our unofficial sponsors of the week. That's right, unofficial sponsors of the week. This week, brought to you by Ballast Point. The Grapefruit Scalpin IPA is back in the refrigerator, the filibuster freestyle. And I'll tell you what, we're happy it is. We're also big fans, as always, as always, of Kavita Sparkling Beverages. Can't get by without it. Haas Avocados, let's throw them in there as well. And our official sponsor of the week, filibusterfreestyle.com. Check out the website if you haven't. Our buddy Curtis Fingers is making uh, all types of outlandish prognostications, if you will. Check us out there under Freestyle Picks. I have nothing to do with that. I'm just the editor of the site, by the way. Okay. Uh, what I want to get into today, before I get into the uh, aforementioned Westworld Episode 6, is two things. One, got a couple new places listening. I'm going to put Keith Norton in heavy rotation this week and bring him back for some places listening intro bit material. Paris has its Eiffel Tower. China has its Great Wall, and this city has the filibuster freestyle. That's right, Keith. It does. This city is Colombo, Sri Lanka. Welcome, Colombo, Sri Lanka. Not only did did Sri Lanka make its first ever appearance, to my knowledge, on the filibuster freestyle places listening list, silver medal for the nation of Sri Lanka. For those of you who don't know, it's just south of the subcontinent and nation of India. Okay. Now, let's get into one more thing HBO-related before we get into Episode 6 of Westworld, which will be a quick one. But the filibuster freestyle bids adieu to Bill Simmons' HBO show Any Given Wednesday. Now, for those of you who listen a lot, you may remember that Dan Ruddle and I reviewed the series premiere. And frankly, I feel bad because we, we, we certainly were not fans of the first episode. That being said, it did get better. And, um, you know, Bill Simmons has done a great job in so many things throughout his life. Obviously, great writer, great podcast guy. I mean, he's killing it in podcast-wise. Um, did Grantland, did a ton for ESPN, 30 for 30, The Ringer. The list goes on. Apparently, after 17 episodes, HBO is not going to give any, given Wednesday, any other chances. Um, Guess the show didn't quite find its audience, which is too bad. Uh, but, you know, the silver lining, of course, is that it led Dan and I, because we were going to maybe do a weekly or bi-weekly podcast on any given Wednesday. And the premiere just, we realized very quickly we weren't going to be able to do a podcast on it. So it led us to, two weeks later, the series premiere of The Night Elf. 
HBO's Much Ballyhooed, which I believe is a positive word. But anyway, critically acclaimed, phenomenal summer miniseries, The Night Of, which besides our pundit Andrew Patterson, pretty much everybody in America liked. Um, by the way, that led us to the great actress Amara Karan liking the show, liking our Twitter uh, feed about the aforementioned Night Of. Uh, you might remember her as Chandra on the Night Of, who has some questionable lawyering skills in terms of uh, her ability to make good decisions. But that's okay. Life's hard. Chandra was thrown into the sharks. Also led to our buddy Brian Burton liking one of our tweets and coming on the show. And this has nothing to do with the show <laughs> or Bill Simmons, but you all might have seen Brian Burton crush it with Washington Nationals all-star Bryce Harper all World Series and playoffs long this fall in their joint T-Mobile commercials. So props to our buddy Brian Burton. And again, pour some out for Bill Simmons. Um, not quite making it on any given Wednesday. I'm sure the next thing he does will be fine. Okay. Really quickly, we're going to play a game, which I think Andrew Patterson and I will play moving forward after an episode of uh, Westworld Ends, which is who won the episode, who lost the episode, which character or scene gave me the creep slash blew my mind, and just acknowledgement of gratuitous and or needless use of nudity, because the show just uses a lot of that. So let's start with the last one. Gratuitous, needless use of nudity... Whoever Tandy Newton's body double is certainly got some serious overtime this week because, frankly, it took them until about four-fifths through the episode to finally throw some uh, garments on what was Tandy Newton, which, again, I'm believing it was a body double. Again, the show, I get it that when the hosts come in for repairs, I guess they, they up to this point, have had to be naked. However, um, the tech who was smart enough to throw a dress on uh, Tandy Newton and a Tandy Newton body double. Not smart enough in a bad way or a good way, but just, like, have some decency, people, right? Anyway, that gentleman, whose name is Felix on the show, we'll get to his real name in a bit. It's actually Leonardo, Leonardo Nam. Felix Lutz is the character. Until Felix threw some clothes on Maeve, a.k.a. Tandy Newton, that was some gratuitous, useless use of nudity. And I get it, HBO. You have the ability to do that. But less is more. Anyway, okay. Uh, which character gave me the creep slash blew my mind? Or which scene? I think Anthony Hopkins as Dr. Ford talking to himself. And by himself, I mean the android version of him as a little boy. And if you remember back to, I believe, episode, I think it was episode four. If not, definitely episode five. Maybe the beginning of episode five. Anthony Hopkins is speaking to... Uh, the old bartender dude. And he's talking about his dog as a child, the Greyhound, running after, you know, off a leash, off a leash, excuse me, being free, running after a rabbit and catching the rabbit because obviously Greyhounds are trained to run after the fake rabbit at the dog track. So anyway, fast forward to the, towards the end of this episode, uh, and we can get into this next week with Mr. Patterson, but uh, Dr. Ford is talking to his boyhood android version self. That's a mouthful and a mind blower, and the boy, and I don't want to get too much into this, this Arnold character, but the boy basically admits that he's lying to Dr. Ford, and Dr. Ford says, did you kill the dog? And the boy says, yes, and he says, why? 
And he says, a voice told me to. The voice in my head told me to. Who is the voice? The voice is Arnold, again. Dun, dun, dun. Suffer later. But the voice said, put the dog out of its misery before he kills anything else. And I think that outlandish theory of the week is a metaphor, is some ironic foreshadowing for the fact that Arnold is trying to stop Dr. Ford, trying to put Dr. Ford out of his misery. So that scene kind of blew my mind. Didn't really give me the creeps, blew my mind. Okay, which character lost the episode? Which character won the episode? Let's go with who lost the episode first. Okay, Lee Sizemore. Lee Sizemore is the gentleman who um, is played by Simon Quarterman, and he is the guy who's like the writer, kind of the, the uh, uh, outlandish, schmarmy, English-accented, I believe, dude who writes all the narratives. Dr. Ford basically kicked him out of his job, and we find him kind of boozing it up by the pool, okay? So he's boozing it up by the pool. He's living it up. Teresa Cullen, who is also known on our podcast as COO Lady, um, that's the actor, that's the character name, Teresa Cullen comes over, basically tells him to sober up. He instead goes to the bar, tries to pick up some lady, who is the actress Tessa Thompson, who's playing Charlotte Hale. And what we find after they get separated is that uh, Lee Sizemore decides to continue to get bombed. He then shows up at handsome security guys, like big map of the park, starts, frankly, urinating on it, a little over the top. Teresa Cullen tries to reprimand him. He talks smack back. All of a sudden, he says, oh, let me introduce you to a little person named Charlotte Hale. And she's like, oh, we've met. And by the way, she's one of the board members coming to like basically either oversee the demise of Dr. Ford or oversee the corporate takeover or the park, etc. So tough day at work for the hooky playing uh, and I guess, you know, underutilized, underappreciated self-loathing, and um, inebriated gentleman known as Lee Sizemore. Again, played by Simon Quarterman. Okay, Elsie also. Elsie is um, the woman who we always call fake Ellen Page. By the way, we're going to start getting names right soon. Um, Elsie is played by Shannon Woodward, who does a great job as well. Uh, Elsie, essentially, just to speed track it for you all, she and Bernard Lowe realize that there's been some hacking going on. There's been some espionage going on. They find out that some of the hosts have been in parts of the park that they shouldn't be using. And I'm going to fast forward it all the way to... Um, she essentially goes in, in to Sector 3. And she goes to Sector 3 alone, which this isn't a horror movie. This isn't a horror television show. But everybody knows you don't go places alone. She's looking for some transmitter, a transmitter that, um, you know, Dr. Ford is probably using on some of these older hosts that potentially Arnold is using, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Elsie goes to some creeptastic house with some figurines, which, by the way, is easily the runner-up for giving me the creeps, or the, the winner for giving me the creeps. She finds... The, uh, the, the, relay, the relay thing that she's looking for. She accesses the previous users. She basically finds it all out. She calls Bernard Lowe. She says, Teresa Cullen is the one who's been using it. She gets cut off. She basically uncovers that Arnold seems to be alive still and talking to his hosts. And then basically the show kind of ends with Elsie 
having a visitor in the house that she's in, in sector three, and someone grabs her. So she's one of the losers, too. They lose. Okay, let's keep this thing under 20 minutes. Let's talk about Maeve. Maeve, Tandy Newton, big winner tonight. Why? Okay, we've already started chronicling that Maeve is starting to remember her previous deaths, her previous iterations, and Maeve basically goes on what happens to be a tour of the inside inner workings of the humans at Westworld. So the rehab tech, Leonardo Nam, a.k.a. Felix, essentially he's giving her the ropes on your sentient artificial intelligent being. We're humans. That's the difference. Um, and so she's learning the difference between that. She mentions, or he mentions, that her processing power is much higher than the humans, but the she is on a script, and therefore she is always at their beck and call. And essentially, she tries to break script. She has a meltdown. When she comes back online and basically does whatever she does internally, she tells Felix she wants to go upstairs and in some ways kind of like seduces slash bargains with him to be brought upstairs. And he's basically literally showing her how the sausage is made upstairs. I don't know how he has the clearance to do this. I don't know why he thinks this is a smart move. He literally questions it himself and says, this is so stupid. But she's upstairs. She sees horses. She sees buffalo. Um, P.S. The over Here's a hot take for you. The overhead to run Westworld, what is it, a trillion dollars a year? Uh, no wonder why it's going bankrupt. Anyway, Maeve catches an infomercial on Westworld on a big screen. She sees herself in the promo video, which is meta as F in my notes. Um, she essentially is like, who's that little girl with me? Is that my daughter? And Felix says, oh, that was your daughter when you were on another loop, another program. But, but Maeve remembers it. Um, Maeve then is basically trying to get the techs to like make some changes to her, basically her, her operating system. You know, try to reduce her threshold, reduce her ability to feel pain or expand her threshold for pain, reduce her cognitive abilities, reduce her shrewdness, reduce her reasoning, or, or reduce and or add-on, excuse me, enhance. Um, and just when Sylvester, who happens to be the white dude who rolls with Leonardo Nam, a.k.a. Felix Lutz, in the, the butcher rehab tech area, uh, that's played by Tolmy Slocum, by the way. That's, that's uh, our boy Sylvester. Um, right as he's about to like report Felix and get, get him in trouble, Tandy Newton, a.k.a. May, breaks the fourth wall and essentially pulls a scalpel on, in my notes, white programmer dude, now, like I said, Sylvester, a.k.a. Tolmy Slocum, the actor, who does a great job, too. Breaks the fourth wall. She basically says she wants alterations in her personality program, like I just alluded to. And they tell her that she's likely being altered by Arnold as well. But they basically boost her. They boost her all the way up. And it seems like they just made her a super host. And as our buddy Andrew Patterson texted me today for a question for next week, he said to me, did Maeve just become the hero of the show? At least for now. And she either became the hero or the villain, but she, or, or maybe somewhere in between. But Maeve is certainly going to factor in, in my mind, as like one of the most interesting characters on the show for sure, but also one of the most dangerous slash formidable. And that puts me firmly into I'm super interested in her camp 
but also puts her into, like I said earlier, who won the episode? That answer's got to be Maeve. Okay, so, like I said, your buddy Gavin, we're back next week with Andrew Patterson for more Player Pianos, a.k.a. the Westworld Recap, Analysis, and Outlandish Theory show. Check out our other work on philobusterfreestyle.com. Tomorrow night is the election. If you're hearing this tomorrow, it means today. It's Tuesday. Anyway, we're going to do with my cousin Doug Brown a post-election uh, moratorium on um, basically the whole darn thing. So that's going to come out midweek as well. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Gavin Viano. Like us or follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a, leave a review how people find us. Like I said, Filibuster Freestyle. Thanks for listening. Take care. Talk to you soon. Filibuster Freestyle. That's the end of the podcast, folks. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. This is the end of the Filibuster.